This week's Parsha's Chayasara. The Parsha talks about the story. It's machines, but it's Parsha. Very good. It talks about the story when, uh, first of all, Sarah, Sarah passed away and she was buried. But the bulk, the bulk of the Parsha talks about when Avram sent Eliezer to look for someone for Yitzchak to marry. And he went back to where, he, where Avram came from and he found Rebecca, he found Rivka, who, who was uh, a beautiful woman, who was a very righteous woman, who came from a family of people that were not very righteous. It appears that they were willing to, to uh, they were nice to people, but they were not righteous people. They were, they were actually wicked people. And she came from them. And she went back and she, and she, was, and she agreed to go back to marry uh, Yitzchak. So I want to focus on one small point, one small uh, point in this in the story about about this. It says, as she after she agreed to leave, she said she wanted to go back, and they marry Yitzchak. Her brother and her mother gave her a blessing. We gave her a bracha, and the words are, "Vayivarchu es Rivka, our sister." You should be to the multitudes, the thousands, the ten thousands. And your descendants should inherit and, and, and their, their enemies. And Rashi says, he's referring to the, they were saying that you should get the bracha that was said to Avram after the Akedah, that he, I'll make you a great nation. You should, that bracha should come through you. You should be the wife through whom that bracha is fulfilled. It's interesting that we, like, we, for one thing, it's interesting that we know that there weren't such good people. Lavan, he was a Russia Lavan, but his bracha is recorded forever in the Torah. That's an interesting, an interesting point in of itself. And even more interesting is the minig, the custom of, of much of Ashkenaz. I don't know if it's all of Ashkenaz. I don't know if in Svar they have this minig. The Kitzur Shulchan brings that at a wedding, at the when when the chassan goes to put the veil over. The, the kala by the badekin, the bracha, the traditional bracha, which is said, is this pasuk. I don't know if they say the end of the pasuk, but but this is the traditional bracha. So it's even stranger that this bracha, this bracha is what's said before every wedding. That should be the custom, and to make it matters even stranger, if you look at the medrash on this pasuk, the medrash actually says that when Lavan, when they gave the bracha, they didn't even mean it. They just said it. They just said it. In their heart, they didn't even mean the blessing. So it's a, it's a strange bracha that it should be that it should be you know, accorded afforded such such chashivas. The uh, as a matter of fact, the medrash says that the reason what, the reason why she, Rivka didn't have children. We'll see in the next week's parsha. She didn't have children for a while until uh, Yitzchak and Rivka daven for children's children is that people shouldn't say that it was the bracha of the rishayim that got them uh, to be successful. But the main the question is. First of all, why is, why is it given such chashivas? And even more so, they didn't even mean it. So first of all, one, just as an aside for those that are married, or those that have, were ever married, they can, they can say, they can realize that sometimes in marriage it is important to say things that you don't mean, right? <laughs> so, so it's not, maybe it's not so crazy, but I don't think that's the answer to the question. You're maybe not married. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, okay, so let's, I want to say like this. That we know that there were three avais, Three forefathers, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and they each added 
to, to the building of uh, which we call Yisrael, they all added certain character traits to it. There were four mothers. Yaakov had multiple wives. Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah. What was the role, the role of the, the mothers in building of, obviously they had a significant role in the building of Klai Yisrael. But the number four, I was explained to me, the number four is four directions. The number four, so the, the Imais representing, they were maintaining the integrity of those character traits of the of the others. Meaning they had they 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 imparted certain things into the building of Kali Yisrael, certain midas we call them, and the Imais they surrounded from all sides, making sure they didn't overflow. So for an example, Avram's midah was Avram's character was Chesed. He was he was good. He did kindness to people, but his kindness could have could have been over the top. And there was Sarah to say, you know what? You have to send away Yishmael, who was another one, who was a dangerous influence on Yitzchak, which. Someone who just uh, was only acts in kindness, that was too harsh to do. So Sarah was there to direct him, and that's what sh- he should do. Uh, Yitzchak, we say, was, what, what, what did Rivka add into, uh, with Yitzchak? So we look at next week's parasha, we see that after Rivka had two children, she had Esau and Yaakov. Esau was absolutely evil, and Yaakov was a big tzaddik. But it seemed that Yitzchak didn't recognize, didn't realize that Esau was a tzaddik. He was fooled by his, by his false impressions, and he gave of himself that he, he acted as if he was righteous, but really he was, he was very evil. But Rivka saw through that. So, and when, when Yaakov, when, when Yitzchak wanted to give, he had these blessings which were gonna, gonna, gonna ensure the, the future for, for, for his children, he was gonna give them to Esau. He wasn't gonna give them to Yaakov. So, so, what, did, so what, did, what did Rivka do? She went, she instructed Yaakov to go and to pretend to be Esau, and he even dressed up like he was Esau. And he made believe he was Esav, and he fooled his father into believing that he was Esav. And he said, how could I go lie? I'm gonna, what if he, first of all, what if he finds out he's going to curse me? I'm going to get blessed. And she said, no, a lie, it's on me. This you're getting from me. I'm telling you to go do this. And he listened to her, and eventually even Yitzchak recognized that, that she was correct. So we see that, that Yitzchak, we know Yitzchak was, was the opposite of Avram. Avram was chesed. Yitzchak was very regimented. He's what we call din, mishpat, judgment. And... So he, he, he couldn't, he, obviously it would appear that he could, didn't recognize that, that Esau was faking. For him, you do things, you are what you are, you do what you do, and you are what you are doing. But Rivka, she obviously had, was, was in this sense more perceptive, and she was able to recognize that people cannot be as they are, as they're pretending to be. So she, we can see then, so Yitzchak was Din, and Rivka was sort of making sure that that Din was applied properly, that judgment is applied properly in recognizing that somebody could actually be deceitful. So we can answer the questions that we asked in this way. We asked, why is this the blessing that the Torah, why did the Torah record this blessing? That, that Lavan gave, he was an evil person, and, and, and it's, it's here for posterity. The answer is, because this was the parting words that they gave her when she was going to join the house of Avram, and join this endeavor to build Kal Yisrael. She was now going back. What did they say? They said, and you're going to be the one who's going to build this dynasty of, of Avram. We're giving you that blessing. But they didn't even mean it, right? They didn't even mean it. But the answer, that's precisely the point. That the, she was taking this message with her that sometimes, sometimes, one's going to have to um, actually do something which appears to be untrue. Meaning we generally say, always have to always tell the truth. Obviously, that's, that's almost all the time the case. But sometimes the truth uh, has to be twisted 
when it comes, if that's for the purposes of bringing out what's really true, it's really the Ratzon Hashem. So we have, that's like we have a concept of sometimes you're allowed to, you're allowed to change the story some if you want to keep the peace. It, it has limited applications, so don't, uh, don't overdo it. But the point though is that's, that's not sheker, that's not falsehood, that's actually truth, even, even though it's not the actual binary truth, but it is the truth because it's, it's really what's appropriate to happen. Even in fact, even the truth, which is really the truth, we only say it over because that's really rest on the ship for us to tell the truth. It's not because it's the truth per se. Because the truth really is to do what is correct. So, so, so that's so Rivka took this message. This is her parting words. And the Torah records it because that was her, that was her role. Her role was to, 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 to give over to Yaakov to, into, the, into the rest of Kleisville. That sometimes the truth has to be, the truth is not the binary truth, I'm using that word, but the truth is what's really true. What's really the right thing. And that was the mess, that was this last message that she took here from from Love and this Brach, and that's why it's recorded over here in the Torah. And why would that be the blessing that we give a Kala right before she goes to the Chuppah? First of all, uh, simply put, that when, uh, when, we, when, we, when we go to, when, when people get married and start to build their families, so they're continuing that chain of, of Kala Yisrael. So what, what it goes into building Kala Yisrael goes also into, into getting married and building your home. So, that's, so, that's, so it's very appropriate to tell that to a Kala. But even more, one, one other point that occurred to me is that relationships are messy, right? There's no, it's not, you can't really have, there's no, there's no, you, there's no real rules in the construction of a relationship. Certainly not in a marriage, and in any, any relationship. You, you're going to have to sometimes fudge it. So it's actually a very, a very appropriate message to tell somebody right before they're getting married, this bracha, because this bracha was said by people that didn't really mean what they were saying. Again, that idea by saying you don't really mean what you're saying, so there's a disconnect between what you're saying and what the reality is, and that's sometimes true in a, in a relationship that there's a, a disconnect between what should be and what actually becomes, and 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 uh, and uh, I think that's that's my thought for if, the week. But what if you really mean what you're saying? 